the first thing that comes in my mind is like Powerpuff Girls or Sentai Heroes, like everyone's color coded. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome to The Webline, a podcast about Spider-Man and his amazing world. Here we discuss all aspects of our favorite web-slinger in a fun, informal, but informative forum. I am your humble host, the Spidey Librarian, and this week we're back from our holiday hiatus with another Spidey Games episode of the podcast. Spidey Games focuses on individual Spider-Man video game reviews, as well as more generalized topics involving Spider-Man's place in video game media. For this edition of Spidey Games, I am joined by my friends Lewis Talbot from the Lewis Films YouTube channel and the talented Isaiah Broussard from the Brass Comics website, where he creates the webcomics Transeltown and Crackers and White Wine. Gentlemen, how are things in your respective worlds, and how has the new year been so far? Things are going great here. New year is going well. Uh, super excited to launch some new projects and finishing up. Um, you know, my webcomic series are, that I've been working on for a long time. It's actually done, but there's some new content coming for, for the print um, that's coming out soon. But uh, yeah, new, new year, new projects, same me. Yay. All right. And I mean, like, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've read enough of your work to just be like, dang, I, I, I wish that I could, I wish that I could like draw and, you know, frankly, write at that level and then put, put something out regularly. So I'm really happy that you're, that you're able to do that and, and to make a living out of it too, you know? So Lewis. First of all, I just want to say that's really awesome. Where can I read some of your work? That's, that's incredible. It's uh, brasscomics.com. You'll find um, all of my projects there. I'm just going to write that down in a tab. <laughs> well, remember, so I'll put forget. all of this in the, I'll put all of this in the, uh, in the, in the show notes and the, uh, in the link, the live stream description. So that's really cool, man. Yeah. I've been getting into like comics recently anyway, like reading more the last like few years anyway. Um, just like I did it first for content, but then I kind of just started liking them. So I was like, I like reading comics, so I'm always looking oh, yeah. for a new comic to to read. That's all I've been doing in the new year, pretty much, just reading comics and making videos. That's pretty much it. Oh yeah, read anything? Read anything particularly interesting? Or uh, no, not really. It's kind of just Spider Man, just I guess. Uh, a lot. Of <laughs> yeah, time. we know Spider Man's not. Yeah, interesting, we... no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the new Ultimate Spider Man comic came out, which is really good. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, I was, really excited I was actually. Yeah, I was actually hoping you'd you'd mention that. Um, it's I've I've read that first issue and I'm really happy with it so far. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely would love to discuss that at length with you at some point because I I imagine we've both got some interesting perspectives on that. Um, Isaiah, have you have you heard about this? No. So what's what's going on with the Ultimate Spider-Man comics now? Oh wow. Okay. So. Um, they recently just released an Ultimate Spider-Man comic, you know, and I know there was one back in the early 2000s, but this mm -hmm. is like a different multiverse, if you will. And in this one, Peter is like in his 
30s, I assume, or mid-30s. I, I don't know. He is so we're married. on the opposite spectrum of, of the yeah. original Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah, he is married, and he has kids with MJ. And he has not yet been bitten by the spider. Oh. Yeah. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and Lewis and I both have been waiting with bated breath for this because... Uh, a common complaint that I hear among readership of Amazing Spider-Man is that people really want Peter not to be like a perpetual young adult anymore. They want him to age up a little bit. That's Miles' thing now. Yeah, mm. and 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 the editors at Marvel keep saying, "Nah." People keep saying how great it is that you know, and 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 I think finally they've they finally heard enough that they basically um, they basically gave this title to Jonathan Hickman. And uh, they just put the first issue out, like, what, a week, two weeks ago? I, I can't remember. And uh, Yeah, j just under two weeks ago. And and I read it, and I was I was just so happy with that first issue. So. I, got the, I got the hardback as well. I, oh, oh, no, I dropped it. Wait, there's a hardback? It. What? A hardback for a first issue? What? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, my I got gosh. it. I got it from a local comic wow. shop. Yeah. Nice. It's it's really good. Oh, I'm, I'm oh. so excited. I'm, Who's the artist really? on the project? Uh, it's oh, what's his name? Um, Chichetto. Chichetto. Uh, I don't know. I'm really butchering his name, but um, he's really he's really good. Like yeah, yeah. Like anyways, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's it it it's excellent, and um, and I I hope uh, I hope I hope you get a chance to read it. it. It's really good. So, all right. And as you can see on this podcast, we definitely love our tangents. I am a master of them. So. <laughs> We've got a tier list episode on deck today in which we'll be going through a few spider abilities that have featured in video games, talking about them, and ranking them on the tier list I created especially for this episode. Uh, if you would like to follow along and make your own rankings, you can find the template at the link I've provided in the show notes and the video description. As today's episode will involve the inherently visual medium, of tier lists and visuals of those abilities that we'll be rating. We'll do our best to describe them, but we'll also have visual aids on the live stream. So for an ideal experience, I would recommend viewing this episode on YouTube. I'll be sure to put the episode link in the show notes when it goes out to audio services. The Spidey Librarian Patreon provides access to my premium content there's currently just one tier, the $5 Spider Society Citizen tier, which gets members shoutouts on the Webline podcast and on my uploaded YouTube videos, a special role on the Spidey Librarian Discord server, Spider Society Citizen, and now live reaction content. I am about to upload my first movie reaction video for The Amazing Spider-Man with more Spider-Man and other movies to follow. You can also, for free on Patreon, vote for which movies I'll next be watching. That's right, you do not have to be a paying member to access movie polls. More roles, perks, and possibilities will arise as we grow and diversify. So join the Spidey Librarian Patreon today as we grow into a full-fledged Spider-Man community. Link will be in the description and show notes. The webline streams on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central on my YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe there and on your favorite podcast service and leave us a like, review, and follow where appropriate. 
If you're on a service that doesn't carry the web line, let me know by shooting me an email at spideylibrarian at gmail.com and I'll do what I can to get it pushed out to you. And finally, for those of you with us on the live stream today, please be sure to thwip the like button and chime in with your perspectives in chat. But before we do a daring deep dive into our timely topic, it's time to dish on the latest spiderific developments with our knockout news segment, The Bugle Newsflash. So since the podcast has been on hiatus for the last few weeks, I took off like right before Christmas and uh, wanted to come back after a few weeks. I'm basically going to cover one news item from the last week, and then we're also going to discuss some of the bigger news items that happened over the last few weeks. And unfortunately, uh, the ones that I remember are kind of negative, which, which sucks. We're going to go ahead and just start with the hack that happened to Insomniac. Kind of right as I was doing the previous episode of the podcast is when all of this happened. And a lot of the information was still coming out. And what's unfortunate about this, after kind of listening to uh, Lewis and also Tyler, uh, who was the guest on the sh a guest on the show at the time as well, as perspectives about it, I, I, I kind of thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, um, you know, hackers suck, um, and because because they they screw up the process for the people creating the product, and uh, the ransomware uh, hack revealed plans for among other games, like the Wolverine game, and I think they have been discussing a multiplayer Spider-Verse game. S plans for Spider-Man 3, like, probably the post-it note versions of the plan, like, ah, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll consider these at another time. Uh, those were also revealed, and um, what ended up happening is the, uh, the attackers basically wanted Insomniac to pay them $2 million, I believe was the the amount that they wanted. And Insomniac, in my my opinion, they, they did the right thing. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And so they released all the data that they had stolen from in, Insomniac, which had included a lot of plans to a lot of possible games that the company was thinking about making. And um, I, I, I just... I think I think that you know because unfortunately this is a thing that I think is going to continue to happen. Uh, you're going to have people who are opportunists who try to you know uh, do stuff like this, and and I think when these kinds of things happen, like I'm going to report on them, but I'm also just going to kind of be very kind of minimalist about it. Like I don't know what the plans allegedly were for Spider-Man Three, and I don't want to know. Um, I feel like, I feel like if I go out and try to figure out like, you know, what exactly was leaked, the, then I'm, then I'm kind of contributing to the problem. And so I just kind of, um, like, I, I don't know what the plans are for the Wolverine game. Some of those got leaked. I think there was like for a Venom game and I'm just like, yeah, okay. All right. They're out there. I don't, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know anything that is not released through the proper channels by the people 
making the product. It's one of the reasons that I don't report about leaks on on this podcast as well. Um, Isaiah, Lewis, do you have any any thoughts about this? Because I, I mean, again, it's just kind of one of those things that's like, why why are people like this? You know? Yeah, like my thoughts on it is that I'm not even sure if these type of hackers are even in it for the money, right? Because like, who's gonna who's gonna pay? Uh, for that, right? $2 million, right? Like, then they just lost their investment on whatever projects just got leaked. Um, but my, uh, my, my, my opinion of it is, is like, who cares um, about the leaks, really? Like, what they're putting out there is information on projects that are like, nuggets of ideas, things that are still being iterated upon things that are still being um, discussed and deals are being made for and like all it does is set up expectations like i think i think fandom can sometimes be toxic already um oh, yeah <laughs> and and full of like high expectations already and then to set up these these expectations so high for for things that don't even actually exist yet like um i'm into the resident evil fandom and i remember there was a there was a hack on capcom and that spoiled information that there was a switch exclusive resident evil game that was in the works that has never come into fruition right and then you get all these fans that are sure it's going to happen and you know waiting for the next nintendo direct and waiting for the drop of this news of of something that probably wasn't even close to being finalized and so it kind of spoils our experience in in fandom um also some group out there can get the internet cool points of releasing that information so yeah it's it's good to not even really speak on it or give them the time of day yeah no 100 I mean, and it's like yeah. it's like sorry go on i was just gonna say like you know that that ends up getting stuff canceled too mm-hmm. like like stuff that might have been good is never now gonna happen so anyways sorry go ahead lewis no yeah no 100 and it's like i think i say you you completely hit the nail on the head there with the the fact that like it doesn't it doesn't really matter does it because like the games themselves whether they happen or not the final product is going to be so different to what has been leaked you know whether it, you know whether it happens or it doesn't happen Sp- marvel spider-man 3 when it does come out everyone already knew it was going to come out but when it comes out it'll be completely different to anything that's been leaked i think the only game that's really taken any damage is wolverine because that's very very far in development it's going to be right. out in the next year or so so it's like that's the only game that's like had a lot of damage because gameplays come out and and plot stuff has come out but you know stuff that can't be changed you know necessarily within the time frame that they have left so it's like i think that i think apart from that it's like i don't think anyone should really take any any more notice of it um obviously you want to avoid spoilers as much as possible just in case things end up being true and end up going ahead but um I don't. I don't think. I don't think anyone should really take any more than a grain of salt with the leaks. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Like, yes, it's a significant development, and so it's something that Insomniac has responded to. Like, they actually did. You know, they they put out a um, they put out a message thanking people for their support and everything like that. And um, you know, but like, aside from that, like, I I don't I don't really. I don't really want to know the details because I don't want to help spread the cool points for the the jerks doing this, you know, kind of thing. So, 
I don't know. It's it's a it it is a development that has given me a lot of food for thought over the last few weeks, and and so I just felt like it was worthy of bringing up again. However, uh, that's not the only bit of bad news that happened over the last few weeks. Um, uh, the face model for Mary Jane in Marvel's Spider-Man Two recently called out fan behavior because apparently some people crossed boundaries in a way that made her feel unsafe and uncomfortable. Um, first of all, the actress, her name is uh, Stephanie Tyler Jones. She's she switched careers. She's she's kind of walked away from from acting and is doing something else now. But apparently uh, at her new job in this new industry that she is in, she has basically gotten calls and voicemails from fans of the video game who, you know, want to talk to her about that and basically have left messages indicating or I don't I don't know the actual content of those messages, but her response was that she ended up going into work, you know, getting these messages, feeling uncomfortable and unsafe and ended up kind of leaving the office for the day. She went on to social media and basically said, you know, this is this is basically tantamount to stalking. And I, you know, that 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 work is not something that you, you know, you contact someone who is working for instance like in the healthcare industry now. You know, maybe they had acted before and they've switched, you know, it's like you don't track people down like that. And shortly after she made that post, one of the developers at Insomniac, one of the higher-ups at Insomniac said, I should not need to say this, but don't go, you know, don't go trying to hunt down people's personal information. That That is really not cool, and it puts a bad, you know, it, it puts a bad face on the fandom of these particular games. And, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just expect too much from people. <laughs> I, I don't know, because, like, reading that just kind of left yet another bad taste in my mouth. Like, again, why are people like this? I, I don't know. Do you guys have anything to say about it? I think I agree with Insomniac. We, we shouldn't have to remind people to be decent human beings. Um you know, celebrities, actors, base models, uh, they're people too. Don't do things to those people that you wouldn't want done to you. They have private lives uh, of their own. Leave them alone. Yeah. Uh, it's one thing having an opinion on uh, the game, you know. Um, it's one thing having an opinion on someone's performance or, or, or writing or, or graphics or whatever it may be, you know, whether it, you know, you're allowed to have an opinion on something that's artificial, um, but when you start digging people's personal information up and start stalking people, and like that's mad, like you can't do that. That's not right. No, don't just, don't do that. It just blows my mind that some people don't appear to have that filter, though. Like there is public life and there is private life, and there should be a really strong partition between them and. You know, some some people just don't want to don't want to bother with it. I guess I don't know. 100%. Um, I, I I wish that actress nothing but 
but positive thoughts and good luck in her in her new career. Um, if she ever shows up at a con, like I would definitely want to ask her questions about the game. But until she does that, I'm not going to go trying to track her down, mm -hmm. you know, like. Uh, OK. All right. Anyways, let's go ahead. and move on. All right. Final bit of. Final bit of spider news for this week is that we have gotten some new posters and promotional material for Madam Web. I've seen all kinds of opinions about the posters. Uh, they are, if you, if you guys haven't had a chance to see them, I, I, I don't know, but like they're basically kind of uh, gray photographs of most of the main stars. And then like you can see color in their eyes and also on the costumes that they're wearing. Um, I I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like them. I think they're really nice. I think someone said that these are really bad. And I'm like, okay, these are kind of simple, I guess. It's not difficult to do, but it still looks good. It looks very evocative to me. Um, have you guys had a chance to see these yet? And if you have, what do you think of them? I haven't seen them yet. Trying to trying to look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured that. That's why I was trying to talk for as long as I could. <laughs> no, I think but they're I mean, great. Yeah, I think they're great. I, I this is one thing I don't get about. Right, okay. I understand that Madam Web may not be the most appealing movie on the planet coming out this year because, well, I don't know. It's some, tr you know, the trailer was okay. There's a few bits of promotional material that do look a bit like. Do look a little tad amateur from Sony, in my opinion. But most of the posters and stuff that they've done, I think, look really cool. Like the the whole red vibe and the webs and the like the the shattered, like the sharded, like difference between uh, the actors' faces and then them in the costumes. And that I think that's really cool. And I think it it tells you a lot about the movie. It's a whole multiverse, time traveling, like you know, different timelines type film. I, I think they're cool. I don't. There's nothing wrong with them. I I think they're really nice. I think the biggest complaint that I've seen so far has been the eyes on the costume. Like they want the, the white paneling over the eyes, which I'm just like, yeah, but I kind of like the idea of this being like being, being able to, you know, to actually see their, like, I, and who knows, it might be different for the movie. I, I don't look actors make so much money off their face, right? They want, they want their face seen. So many, so few people yeah. want to put on the full. I mean, that's why Hawkeye's, you know, looks different in the movies because uh, Jeremy Renner, you know, wanted, wanted his <laughs> face shown. Um, I don't know. I, what I'm looking at, I kind of kind of get, I don't know. I, the first thing that comes in my mind is like Powerpuff Girls or Sentai Heroes. Like everyone's color coded. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'd have to see that. it in action. Um, but I mean, it looks it looks pretty simple to me, but like, you know, I'd have to see what they're going for and see if it works in the in the in the film and the, uh, you know, the color composition of the film and the rest of the costume design in the film because it's not just um, costume and character design isn't just in a vacuum, right? Um, right. Yeah. It, it it exists within within its realm, and so you know you can look at an individual costume and say, hey, I don't like this one too much. But if I look at the rest of the characters and the rest of the movie around it, it, it probably works um, mm -hmm. in that setting. So I'd have to see more of it. But no, you're totally uh, you right. I think they. Oh, sorry. 
I was no, just going to no. agree on that point. No, you're to to totally right with that. I think from what I've seen mostly so far, I don't know if you guys would agree. I think it looks, um, I think it looks fairly consistent, um, and I think it, it does match the tonality of that world. I think it, it very much, yes, um, it fits. I would agree. It fits the vibe that this is very much a an early, it's an early two thousands kind of action thriller, and it's it's you know there's a lot of, um. The, there's a lot of like i don't know how you describe it there's a the tonality is very mysterious and there's a lot of red lighting and there's um there's a lot of um there's a lot of shadows and i think the costumes do kind of fit that so i think that mm -hmm. i think overall it is pretty consistent with what it's going for obviously we'll have to see when the full movie comes out and how they fit into the narrative but i think generally it looks pretty good for now i i i, yeah. I can't see anything wrong with it i don't think well, we won't yeah. be waiting too much longer. It's coming out on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's so. right around the corner. Oh, wow. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and in fact, um, I will think the is it the final episode of this block? Um, I'm I'm going to be doing a reaction and review of Madam Web for for the podcast. So um, I'm looking forward to it, if only because this will be you know covering new content and and that'll be really exciting. So. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think given the kind of premise of Madam Web, or at least what we know of the premise of Madam Web, like I think these posters and I think this promo material, I, I think it fits the bill. So um, I'm, I'm, I, I know that uh, for instance, uh, Karma here on chat says, hey, you know, I'm gonna be honest, the trailers and the pictures look like trash. I mean, I, you know, res uh, respectfully, I, I, you know, we're all allowed to have the opinions that we want. Um, I think for at least what has been stated so far for what they're going for, I, I, I like what I'm seeing so far. So, you know, I might get to the movie and I might just be like, oh, my God, what a stinker. But <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> so, all right. And that's all the Spidey news for this week. Now. Let's get ready for our feature segment, the Spidey Games tier list rating the various spider abilities in video games. Before we get started, let's hit the requisite housekeeping notes. I create these tier lists at tiermaker.com. Please send your own versions of them to my Discord server, to the channel named Webline Tier List. And if you enjoy them, please also rate them on Tiermaker. The link to today's tier list is in the show notes and the live stream description. And finally, these tier lists are personal and people will have differing opinions over them. I offer this up. Uh, not as the authoritative end-all be-all of Spider-Man tier lists, but as an expression of my own opinions as a comics reader, spider fan, and connoisseur of the wall crawler across many media. Please feel free to disagree with me, but please keep your disagreements civil and respectful. We are all fans of Spider-Man here, and we should keep that in mind whenever we are expressing our opinions and views on this subject. With all that said, 
let's get into it and go over some of the significant spider abilities featured in video games over the years. I've assembled a list of 14 spider abilities, some of which only featured in one game, and some that are arguably in every Spider-Man game. I deliberately didn't list everything, partially because I wanted to have time to discuss them, and because I'm hoping to at least do a part two of this segment at some point in the future. All right, so gentlemen, um, first of all, I sent Lewis and Isaiah the tier list ahead of time. However, I'm just going to apologize to everyone. Uh, it is not the clearest tier list in the world. If you take a look at it, there are some really nice pictures of Spider-Man from like the video games and everything. However, none of the moves are labeled, and so it can be very confusing. So I'm going to talk about those and uh, as, as I go down the list, just kind of go across and I'll let you know what each one is ahead of time. Now, the very first one, uh, the picture on the very left, which I don't think we can see at the moment because of where I've placed all of the... Hold on. There we go. This will give us a little bit more perspective here. So the very first um, ability that we're going to cover is web swinging. The second ability is web zipping. The third is web bullets, web projectiles, whatever you want to call them. Uh, then let's see. The next two are kind of they're kind of go together. There's the uh, there's basically the the weapon yank, and then the and then the yank and throw. Uh, let's see. After that, we've got payback. And then the next three abilities are from Spider-Man Miles Morales. There's going to be the Venom Smash, the Venom Dash, and then the Venom Jump. And I, I cannot wait to talk about those. And then from Marvel's Spider-Man, the 2018 game, I get, I, I get some of Peter's gadgets into the mix. We have the Trip Mines, the Impact Webbing, and the Electric Web. And then my final two abilities are from some fairly old Spider-Man games. There is the Symbiote Instant Quick Change from Spider-Man Web of Shadows. And then from the Spider-Man PS1 game, there is the Web Cocoon. And again, these are going to be... These abilities run the gamut from they're in everything to they're only in this one game. Um, we're going to go through and describe them all and talk about where we think these abilities should go on a tier list. Now, um, I imagine that we all have our own ideas of what constitutes a, a proper Spider-Man game. And so I want to describe these abilities as much as possible and then just kind of talk about, you know, how necessary are there and how do they, how do they make you feel when you use them? So... We're going to go ahead and get started with the first one. And um, I'm just going to bring it up. It's web swinging. I'm just going to start it off in excellent in the middle of the tier. And um, obviously, I would say you can't have a Spider-Man game without web swinging. However, <laughs> those games do exist, actually. Um, and... Uh, I, I, I won't say where yet, but um, web swinging to me is just the pinnacle of 
being Spider-Man. And I feel like a good Spider-Man game is going to absolutely nail the web swinging. That's just, that's, that's your traversal. It is just part of the Spider-Man experience. And when they get it right, um, you know, the web swinging can make or break a Spider-Man game. I certainly feel like starting with the 2018 Marvel Spider-Man game, they basically perfected web swinging along with a few extra tweaks for each game. Uh, guys, web swinging. I want your takes on it from any of the various video games that you have played with Spider-Man. And where do you think it should go on this tier list? So, uh... I'm I'm an old school gamer, right? My my first Spider-Man games were the side-scrolling beat 'em up games, right? Where if web swinging was in the game, it was a glorified dash, or it was like <laughs> a bonus stage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but my mind was blown when Spider-Man: The Movie Two came out, and that was the uh -huh. first one. Where, where like you are actually web swinging, right? Because like the PS One game, you could web swing, right? But you'll be on top of skyscrapers, sending your webs up into nothing, and Spider Man <laughs> still swings just so you can have a way to like platform around the place, right? But once they got mm -hmm. like the physics matter, um, where you are in the stage matters. Uh, that was the coolest thing in the world, right? And then um, the one where I had the most fun with it was probably the ultimate Spider-Man game. And they took out some of the really ah, cool yes. tricks. Um, but it was like, it was a little streamlined, but it was tight and it was fluid, right? Um, and so that was kind of like peak web slinging for me. Um, and I followed that up with um, the, the the Wii version of Spider-Man 3. Um, and that was just cool because I had the Wii remote, right? Right. Of course, right, yeah. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, I kind of feel like Spider-Man. Ocean uh, control, <laughs> yes, yes. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put web swinging at iconic. You get that right, and that's your Spider-Man game. Um, it should like traversal should be a, a cool thing. And once video games got to the point where where you could do that, I feel like I feel like it's hard to have a Spider-Man game if you're not doing the whole open world web slinging thing and then even throwing in fun like speed challenges and, and traversal challenges into it. So that's where it is for me. Okay. All right. Lewis. I can't disagree with anything that I can't disagree with any point to do with not putting web swinging in iconic, but I do want to, <laughs> I do want to point out though, if I'm going to contribute anything to the web swinging is that, um, I think there is a version of Spider-Man that does hold up without web swinging in the game. Okay, and, um, all sound, right. It might sound quite controversial because I think definitely having a Spider-Man game without web swinging and good traversal is like, you know, it's it's like it's like sacrilege, right? You can't not do it. But I think there is. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have played it, Spider-Man Friend or Foe, the game. Have played it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, so, I have. That had no web swing. Well, it had one web swinging mechanic, and you double tap the space bar, and mm -hmm. he swings once, and you can swing kick enemies. Basically, basically, um, uh, Spider Man Friend or Foe is a, a glorified Lego game, but for Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> it basically is. Like, you get to 
you get to play as Spider-Man, but then with each mission that you complete, you get to unlock a different character to be your sidekick, and you get to switch between them like you do in yeah. the Lego games. And you're yeah. you and you're basically battling an army of symbiotes each each time as you progress through the level maps. Um, but the symbiotes get harder each time, and then at the yes. end of the map, you have to battle a boss, which like the lego games will be controlled by some kind of evil mastermind come the end of the game which turned out to be mysterio um and it's basically a glorified lego game but i think mm -hmm. that works in that format and it's a really fun game because it takes that lego game format and but it's it works for spider-man because you unlock all his villains you don't just get to play spider-man you get to play as the green goblin you get to throw pumpkin bonds you okay play as Doc yeah you yeah. get to play as doc ock so you get to use the arms and then you get to play as like characters like Prowler and Black Cat. Black Cat has like a, a, her lash thing and then you get to play as Venom. He also has webs. So it's really cool. You get to like pair characters up. So I think for that, completely fine. Don't need web swinging whatsoever. And that could, in a modern, if that came out today, I'd be totally happy with that. Right. It's kind of like, um, oh, go ahead. it's kind of like, like ensemble casting where like the the ultimate alliance games right like you've got so many mm -hmm. characters so many different abilities you really can't flesh out like one single thing right so web swing not super important in that kind of game and your arcadey right. ensemble cast beat them up kind of thing but if you're if you're gonna go for the the open world experience gotta nail the web swinging oh yeah 100 absolutely absolutely all right and you get you guys have both voted to put it in iconic and you know what i I cannot disagree with you. I, I, I had a feeling this was going to be an easy one here. <laughs> um, I mean, it's web swinging, you know? So, of course, it goes into the into the iconic. It, it is, if, if you nail the web swinging, especially in an open world uh, Spider-Man game, you've, you've got it. Like, you are, you're basic, everything else be, becomes um, secondary. It's still delicious. But the everything else just is is icing on the cake. So, uh, web swinging, iconic, totally easy. I kind of knew that was coming. So, <laughs> all right, okay, we're gonna move on to the next one, which is gonna be web zipping. Okay, all right. Now, web zipping is where Spider-Man basically he shoots out a web line or or two web lines or, or what have you. And then he literally just kind of like yanks it and pulls himself up along the web line. It's usually featured as a supplement to web swinging um, to just kind of gain more horizontal distance before you have to throw out another swing line or whatever. However, I would like to point out that web swinging is arguably Spider-Man's oldest featured power in video games. In the Atari 26 version, the, the, I'm sorry, the Atari 2600 version of Spider-Man, the game that came out in 1980, first of all, not a great Spider-Man game, all right, but it was also the first one when the video game medium was pretty, pretty young, so, but that's how he moves, because you can't, he starts off on the wall, he has to throw out a web line, and then he has to pull himself up on the web line to move. He cannot just like crawl up the walls. There's no free swinging mechanic. There's just basically him web zipping him. I don't think they called it web zipping at the time. I, I don't know what they called it. But um, I remember hearing the term web zipping probably around the time of Ultimate Spider-Man, like when the big open world stuff started to really 
uh, come up. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is one of those this is one of those moves that I personally think is a really cool addition to the whole web swinging thing, and has also occasionally just come in handy um, whenever like. I think I think in Marvel Spider-Man 2018, there's actually a scene where like you're, you're you can't web swing. You have to you have to make it across the city, and so basically all you can do is web zip and point launch off of wherever you land. And um, I don't know. I thought that was both a really frustrating stage, but also really cool in concept. So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on the spider ability of web zipping in video games? I really like the web zip. Um, it's it's. I think I kind of think of it along the lines of it's it's not the flashiest thing in the world, but it's a necessary tool. Um, it lets you kind of change direction midair, um, like you said, keep that horizontal momentum. Uh, gives you just a lot of maneuverability um, when you're web swinging, and if it gets incorporated like in the in the ground fighting. Uh, it's a way to kind of zip to a foe that you need to get to quickly. Um, mm -hmm. So it's one of those like game utility things that like it might not be the coolest thing in the world. It's it's um, not the flashiest thing in the world, but it does its job um, and it and it adds to the whole gameplay experience. So it's it's something that I would probably put at like like excellent. Like it's above memorable. Uh, it's really awesome at what it does, but it's not. It's not really like, it's not super flashy. Okay. All right, Lewis. I'd I'd agree. Yeah, I think it. I think B is about right for web zip. It's been around for a while, so it gets brownie points. But yeah, it's not entirely flashy, and also, it, I think a few games have really butchered it. Like if I remember, it might just be because I played a lot of the games on the PC instead of console in the early like days. Um, okay. so I, I think maybe I had a bad experience, but Spider-Man three, the, the movie tying game, uh, and Spider-Man two are both on the PC. The web zip was just awful. Like it was just, they butchered it so hard. Uh, but obviously in other games, like the Marvel Spider-Man games, web of shadows with the web strike feature. Oh my God. One of the best things in the entire game. Like you could literally go through a whole level, not use any other move and just web strike, and you could literally beat the whole level. I actually, you know what? I would be I'll be surprised if this hasn't happened. I I'd be surprised if someone hasn't beaten the game by just web striking. I am I am oh, that confident. You can do the challenge run, put it up on YouTube. I might do it, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so Yay. this it's such a good like it's been done really well, but I think also there has been a few times where it's been butchered um i don't know what you guys think about that but i yeah it's 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 been in every spider-man game some way or another um like even we were talking about friend or foe i think it was in friend or foe in some way so you know uh i mean i think you kind of saw variations of it in terms of uh for an attack yeah like like, an, like, like, a, like the web strike in web of shadows it was kind of more like yeah. oh i'm gonna web towards an enemy and then i'll like hit him sort of thing right i think so yeah. anyway it's been a while since i played the game but i think so i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna cover uh friends or a uh, friend or foe later uh this year so i'm I've, I've got it for the xbox 360 so nice um i'll probably live stream some gameplay when i do that too so all right okay so let's see 
So B tier, I am, I, I will cop to being probably a little bit biased here. Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason I really loved that move. And um, I think before my, before my own YouTube channel was named Spidey Librarian, I incorporated the term uh, WebZip into my, my username. It was like WebZip1234 or something like that. And I did it because I was just like, no one else is going to use that name for one. And, and then two, this is a move that I really feel has a lot of utility. Uh, definitely not iconic, like web swinging. Um, and definitely, I mean, I, I, I want to call it amazing, but I also, I also am cognizant of the fact that there are many other abilities that are also a lot more recognizable uh, a lot more useful and things like that. So I, I believe that the B tier is, uh, is, is a pretty good placement for web zipping. All right. Um, ability number three. Okay. This is a picture of Spider-Man and he's using, uh, he's, he, I think this is the part where you like throw a bomb and then you, you, you shoot the web bullets at it to make it blow up safely. Like, I think, I think that's what that, uh, that is. Finding, finding pictures for each of these moves was not easy. Just so you guys know, I, I did quite a bit of searching for these, but, uh, this is basically kind of the, you see this in a lot of games that are either Spider-Man games or they feature Spider-Man in them. Like Marvel ultimate Alliance comes to mind where it's just basically a kind of, I'm going to hit you with these and it's going to cause damage or um, and or it will slow you down and stun you. Uh, it's basically kind of like a web projectile attack. And these have featured in quite a few Spider-Man games. Not all of them, but quite a few. And uh, I, I, I mean, I can tell you that in the more recent games, I use the hell out of those web shooters for that purpose all the time. What do you guys think? Most of the games that I've I've used the web shooters in, um, it's been it's been a meh for me, uh, and it's kind of okay. the Spider Man does the thing that Spider Man does. He shoots he shoots out the web. It's 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 his, his go to projectile, and the way I end up looking at it, and at least a lot of the games that I play, is the same way I, I push the gun button in Bayonetta. Is I have nothing else to do right now. I'm not close <laughs> enough to you. I can't get close enough to you. And I'm just trying to keep my combo going until I can get to the point where I do something else. Um, and just in a lot of the games, it's not like if it instantly webs something for me, I'd be cool with it. Right. But for a lot of the games, I got to push the button a lot of times before yes. it gets any sort of like sticky action on anyone. Whereas like in the Ultimate Alliance game, right, if I have Iceman and I do an ice beam, that guy's frozen. <laughs> yes <laughs> one button dude's frozen i gotta sit in place with spider-man for a little while before i can web them up uh so i'm only gonna do this until i get close enough to like launch myself at you and kick you so yeah that's that's pretty low on the bar for me all right okay lewis fair enough i never thought about it like that because i guess it kind of is just a cop out when you're fighting an enemy and you're just like well i run out of everything else i can do so you know web bullets i guess uh, but I don't know. I, I, I quite like them. Cause I think I, maybe because, um, for me getting to use the web bullet, it's kind of the same for swinging in, in that sort of sense, like being able to use the, um, 
the web bullets is is kind of like um it's kind of like kind of makes me feel like spider-man because in the comics and then the shows i grew up with they used to use them all the time and it's like oh my god oh my god i'm spider-man like i get to use these web bullets uh, web up <laughs> yes. enemies oh this is amazing no pun intended maybe a little uh so i don't know it's yeah i i'd rank them pretty highly but i i say i i, I see a point I, I I do. I feel you. I think that's either you make a very compelling argument. It is kind of just a bridge between I'm going to attack you and I've run out of things to do. So I, I kind of get that. I kind of, I, I do understand. I'd rank them in amazing, but I understand, I understand why you're coming through with, with meth. Yeah. If it, if it consistently worked the way that it did in, in media, right. Where like Spider-Man thwips and then someone's gun is on the wall behind them or someone is on the wall now, right? Like it would be cool. And a lot of times in the Spider-Man games, there's a dedicated action for that, right? Like it's something that you either have to do more inputs for, more risk, more reward, and you get rid of their weapon or you instantly tie someone up with. But when it comes to just like the basic web shooter, it's just the pew pew button. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, kind of gone back and I've kind of gone back and forth on this one because, you know, it, yes, the web shooter is kind of one of Spider-Man's signature moves, which is really cool. It is kind of the pew pew button. All right. Like, I, I, I definitely acknowledge that point as well. I think for me, what puts it just above meh, though, because, yes, you're very right. It is the pew pew button, but it, it's it's a step above the pew pew attack where that would just like do like a standard amount of damage um most developers whenever they incorporate this pew pew attack i'm just gonna use that phrase now um is uh l like they usually incorporate the slowing them down you get enough webs on them they'll stop or slow down kind of thing and i do i do i like that i appreciate that i think that is definitely kind of adding to the you know to 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 kind of what they have to do for video games because i can't really think of any place other than video games where the little web bullets thing is is really used you know like when he uses his web shooters in the movie that's like a full stream it attaches onto something he yanks it away and you know or or the person themselves just gets webbed up kind of thing so for me i realize we probably all have different uh different takes here i'm gonna go ahead and place this one on the c tier as memorable because while it is the generic pew pew attack it does give just a little bit more and i kind of want to give up points for that so all right so these next two are kind of related and i think uh i think you guys are gonna like them so uh the first one i think it's officially in the game called uh pistol and baton yank it's really a weapon yank essentially this is where you know some dude with a weapon you basically throw out your web line you you get you snatch the weapon and then you basically like pull it out of their hands and uh usually stagger your opponent when you do it all right first of all and 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 that's gonna be kind of the uh the extent of this particular ability um yank and throw builds on that so i just want to talk about this ability where you just you know 
dude comes up to you, looks like he's about to fire a, a gun at you, and you're like, oh, no. And then, you know, yank it away from him. Um, this, to me, is, of course, a really cool Spider-Man ability. What do you guys think? I put this in the same line of thinking as I put the web zip, that it kind of comes out of um, a necessity for gameplay, and that part of the challenge for the combat is going to be threat assessment. Um, and, you know, seeing the person out there that has the gun, seeing the person out there with the weapon and having the ability to kind of mitigate that, like kind of shows off your situational awareness of the game. Um, but it's also not the, 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 the flashiest thing in the world. And I think I'll say that, like, for something to kind of get to that amazing tier for me, um, it has to feel like you didn't need to put this in the game. Right. And this is one of those Spider-Man skills where it feels like you have to put it in the game because this is something Spider-Man does. Um, but also this is something related to the gameplay and the type of challenges that you would put in this kind of game. And I think it does that job extremely well. It's just not really doing anything extra for me. And um, it's great. It's better than memorable. It, and it's it's making me giving me the flow in combat that I need. So I'm going to put that at excellent. All right. Lewis. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah, excellent. I think got nothing else to say about that one. I think yeah, it's uh, it's necessity for combat for Spider Man. They didn't do it for a very long time in the games until Marvel Spider Man. I can't at least I can't remember unless I'm I'm missing uh, a game or or two. Um, <laughs> but um, in Marvel Spider Man, it, it became quite a prominent feature. But it was like yeah, it it, it needed to be there. Yeah, it's definitely a a good kind of like building block in the arsenal like one of one of the tools that really kind of makes it so that spidey can you know take on a whole bunch of stuff so um so yeah no i i think i think of i think a b tier rating of excellent works wonders let's go ahead and move to the next move which is related this is the yank and throw this goes this takes it a step further not only have you whipped grab the weapon now you basically kind of swing it around your head and then you throw it back at the enemy and you hopefully like one of my favorite things to do in any of the insomniac spider-man games is when a dude comes at me with a shield or a baton and i'm like oh no 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 i'm just like you know what i'm gonna give you a backache and i will grab that weapon usually throwing them off balance and turning their back to me so that by the time they do I basically flung that weapon into their back and hopefully they're going to have to wear a back brace for a while. Um, it's, it's, it's a fun move that I feel builds on the weapon yank really well. What do you guys think? Absolutely. And this, this is the thing that does it for me, right? It does the extra thing that, that you didn't have to do this, right? And one of my favorite things to do in action games is taking something from someone and smacking them with it and to, to take yes. if you take that even further and I can take you and smack someone else with you uh that's that's my favorite thing or if I could pick you up and just kind of like toss you someplace else like uh in the ultimate alliance games give me give me Jean Grey and telekinesis and I'll pick someone up and I'll throw them into <laughs> someone um I had fun with uh spider Gwen in ultimate alliance three because she could make the big giant wet ball and swing around and hit everybody right so if i can if i can take your weapon and i can smack your allies with it or smack you or i can take you and do that this is great amazing 
I'm not sure if it's iconic yet. It's kind of getting there for me. If 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 this was dedicated to I could pick you up and smack you up into other people, it'd be iconic. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, the taking well, your we're, stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, that that is a thing you can do, but it's it's not on the set list. But but yes, no, that is a possibility. But uh, okay, so for you, this is a this is an A rating. Yeah. All right, Lewis. It, by the time Marvel Spider-Man 3 comes out, this will be iconic and a necessity for any future Spider-Man games because Insomniac <laughs> revolutionized this feature. Because not only can you do it for weapons, you can do it for like fire hydrants, um, things on the street. Yeah, in the give game. me the environment. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the environment <laughs> as well. Yeah. Like you can, uh, you can do it for when obviously the sable trucks come come out. You can web the turrets up and then fling the turrets. It's amazing. This feature thing is going into the game like. Before you go into the game, it's not something you'd think, oh, I can't wait to use the, the fling mechanic and hit people with <laughs> that. It's like when I go into a Spider-Man game, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking, about, oh, the web swinging, oh, it's going to be so cool. Like, But when you get in there, it is genuinely like the ability that you end up using like 70, 80% of the time because it's just so good. It's so fun and it's so helpful. <laughs> if you're in a bad situation, just web someone up, throw it at someone, sorted. Yeah. No, uh, and, and I mean, like in those games, when I get attacked by a mob, one of the first things that I do is I look for I look for people with weapons, and if there aren't any, I, I go looking for fire hydrants, sewer, like manhole covers, anything, anything that I can throw at them, because one, if they're in your swing arc, you knock them down first, and then when and then it it's just a really cool thing. It's part of. I feel it's like an integral part of Spider-Man's combat style. Yeah, and, you guys have um, taken me up to to iconic here. I haven't played the Insomniac games now yet, but like hearing oh, that, like I can look at the environment and like take things from the environment and yeah, use yeah. that. And this move yeah. does that, man. Yeah, S tier. <laughs> yeah, this this move is becoming like a staple of Spider-Man games. I wouldn't say it's you know in fact I'd say it's iconic. Yeah, I would. I think Insomniac three games in. I think they've made it iconic for me. I think they have. Because yes. you can't not use it in... Like, if they took that out of the next game, something integral would be missing. Oh, Lewis, you set this up perfectly. Thank you. Speaking of moves that are awesome that they removed from the latest game, let's talk about a favorite of mine. This one's called Payback. I love Payback. Basically... If a dude with a gun shoots you and you manage to pull a perfect dodge, just you dodge at exactly the right time, you basically throw out a web, you blind the gunman in the eye, all right? And then they're vulnerable for a few seconds. And if you can basically target and hit like the right button, you basically can take them down in one hit right afterwards. It's an excellent move that was in the 2018 game. It was in Miles Morales. And then they took it out of Spider-Man 2. And I noticed. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm, I'm still mourning. Like, I want that move back. Give me that move. That move was very helpful for crowd control. So um, what, uh, what do you guys think of this? Isaiah, I realize you probably haven't, you know, utilized this move directly in these games, but conceptually i suppose what's what's your what's your take so coming from like a, a gameplay kind of perspective is that the, this type of move seems like they're trying to reward a certain type of gameplay from the player 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things that when it is in your arsenal, it, it sounds amazing. Uh, it sounds like something that you want, don't want taken away, right? Um, but I can't say that this feels particularly Spider-Man, right? Like for something to go to iconic to me, I feel like like you're going to have to put this in the rest of the Spider-Man games um, or else it won't feel like Spider-Man. But I feel like this this is anything where a game wants to reward you for that that quick timing and uh that great reaction right and so i don't know the difference between spider-man uh, insomniac one and two and what they're trying to reward but it sounds like if, if you're taking this out of the game probably what you want for the player is is less um less reactive gameplay uh mm-hmm. and more gameplay where you're in control of the situation and more more um more active uh mac more actively involved so i can see why that would go away if they're trying to change the way that the game is going but i can also this sounds amazing and and i want to put it there in, in the a tier okay lewis i think it goes into the d tier for me unfortunately Ooh, really okay Be- because in marvel spider-man 2 the reason they took it out is because they replaced it with the perry um counter move which is the the move basically it's sort of on the similar lines except instead of dodging out of the way and spider-man will web the player for you you kind of have to you get a few seconds like a special icon will come up on the screen basically saying that an enemy is about to do an attack that you can't dodge or you can't like attack them first and then they won't get you it's going to happen. You're going to have to do something about it. You're Spider-Man. You you know, your spider sense is going off. you got to do something. And then you have to press a certain button combination. If you press it too late, they'll get you. But if you press it at the right time, you get a really good hit on them. And you can basically get them down. Um, and you can counter them really well. And I think, for me, I think the parry attack, at, the parry counter at first was a lot to get used to. Because it was something that I played the first game and then i played uh spider-man miles morales and when you're two games in it's hard to get used to a new feature like that because it's quite it was quite big it was quite a big change to the combat because many enemies any enemy could do it and it was like okay well this is this is a big change um but i think by the end of the game i think it allowed for more um i think it there was more risk involved with you had to be a bit more cautious with how you approach situations. You didn't want to get yourself in massive crowds. You wanted to maybe use your environment uh, around you. Cause obviously you can web zip to different locations in, in like whatever arena you're in. You want to make sure you're using your surroundings a bit more to your advantage. Um, the walls, uh, maybe your webs and your gadgets. And it kind of made you think a little bit more because if you did get caught out, it was a hell of a lot of damage that would be taken from you. So I yes. think that feature, it was good for what it was at the time. But I think now that the Perry feature is involved, I don't think we're going to see that ever again. So I think for me, it has to go in D. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I'm in mourning. I miss it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> to, me, this, to me, this was one of those things that, like, I, I guess to me, um, Spider-Man, yes, he is super strong. But kind of his thing is, I, he, he's quick. He's hard to hit, basically. And so I felt like it kind of built on that aspect of him. And, you know, you, you, you take him down if you if you get it right. I don't know. Uh, for me, um, I liked it so much. I, I'm 
I want to put it in amazing, Lewis. I, I acknowledge I acknowledge your points for this, and you know, with Spider Man two in in the mix and everything, like I understand that they probably took it away to encourage a different style of gameplay, um, which is which is who is the kitty? Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, I can't, uh, mine's here too. So she's 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 catnapping. So sorry, but um, but yeah, like I I don't know. I really like that move, and I really want, I want it back. So um, for me, it's also an A tier. So uh, with 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 all with all respect and deference to Lewis. So <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, this is this is what I like. Differing opinions are good. You know, I like hearing those extra perspectives on them. Okay. All right. We've got three moves coming up here that, that Miles Morales exclusively has access to. We're going to go ahead and start with the uh, the Venom. Let me see. That one is the Venom Dash, I believe. Yes. Let me just make sure that I I haven't gotten things mixed up. Because, again, I didn't put captions in these. Yeah, that's got to be the Venom Dash. Okay. All right. So, in 2020, we got the Miles, the Spider-Man Miles Morales game, uh, which I think is a great game. However, it's pretty short compared to the 2018 Spider-Man. It was essentially like a reskinning of that game. However, um, you had some very... Uh, unique combat opportunities with Miles Morales, which is exactly how it should be, mainly through his Venom abilities. And I got to tell you guys, like when I played Miles Morales, at first I was just kind of like, yeah, this is okay, you know. And then some of my viewers who were watching me play said, okay, let's show you some things. They were like, okay, try this, try try this suit mod with this visor mod. And then suddenly it emphasized Miles's Venom abilities to where he could generate Venom faster and then get uh, healed up whenever he knocked someone out who was Venom stunned. It, and, and suddenly that changed the entire game. Miles basically became my favorite Spider-Man to do combat with because of his Venom abilities. Venom Dash is actually probably the one that I use the least. Venom Dash is basically Miles kind of charging up and then just shooting forward a few meters with, um, you know, basically with an attack and knocking down anything that is in his path. Um, it's a fun attack. It really kind of was good for getting distance. When you were up in the air, you could actually Venom Dash to do a little bit of horizontal movement as well. Um Probably not the one that I used the most. I'll be happy to discuss that one at length. But uh, definitely, if if you have a particular fighting style with Miles, I could see how this one could be a useful ability. You guys have any thoughts on this uh, on this move as as you've either experienced in the, in the gameplay or just in terms of uh, of its concept? So this sounds an awful lot lot like it would be Miles's take on using the web zip in combat. Um, you can use it to close off distances, and then it also seems to have mm -hmm. that sort of AOE um, type of effect too, where anything in the dash line is probably getting knocked over and, and hit. And so it's one of those things where it is there, it seems to be there for utility. 
and it has that 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 flavor that would just give you a distinction between Miles and Peter. Um, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go memorable for this um, because it is adding that that flavor to it. But it also just seems like this is this is a gameplay thing. This is this is something that we need to facilitate that. All right, Lewis. Yeah, I I agree. The only thing that's not the only thing that's leaving it off D for me is the fact that they put it in there in the first place. Like it is, <laughs> I never used it. It was completely useless to me anyway. I with Miles, his Venom Blast, as we'll come on to discuss, are a massive part of the character's gameplay, and and I I love them so much. But this ability had no use for me because you can still web strike with Miles the same way you can with Peter. You can still web zip the same with Miles that you can with Peter. Mm-hmm. So oh, you can still web zip then. Yeah, yeah. There, was, yeah. <laughs> there was no, there's no, there was no reason, there was no incentive for me to use this ability. I only put it in C because it's like they didn't have to put it, they didn't have to include this in the game. But the fact that they're trying to utilize Miles's Venom abilities in any way, shape, or form they possibly can, even if like it's not, even if you don't have an incentive to use it, it's cool, I guess. But it's, it. I never used it because there's no reason to. I'm playing a certain way with Peter. I'm playing. I'm gonna play a. I'm gonna play a sort of similar way with Miles. But I'm only gonna. I'm only gonna play a different way with Miles if you're building upon Peter's baseline combat. So that's what. That's why Miles's Venom abilities, his other ones, are really, really good because they allow you to play as spider-man the same way that you'd play as peter but then the venom abilities build upon miles's character in such a way that it's like oh i want to play as miles because then i get to do this and i get to do that this ability doesn't do that for me it you know this i don't i didn't see any point of it okay all right um and for me again this is an ability that i didn't use very much either so um it's it's not bad it was just kind of not it, it was not in my wheelhouse combat wise and so i was just like eh, I'll, I'll use it if i ever need to but that was that was very few and far between so i i understand it however the next one venom smash okay um i'm not gonna lie i liked venom smash um probably used it more significantly than venom dash but less than the next one but uh, one thing that Venom Smash was really nice for was uh, essentially shield breaking. Like, do people would put up these shields that suddenly you couldn't damage them, and was like, oh no 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 no, and you just you just kind of reared back, charged up, and then just smacked the crap out of them. It was it was it was a lovely move, and it was a good way of kind of um, asserting dominance for foes that were physically bigger. And just you know, you're you're brutes basically, um, and so it was a it was a fun manifestation of uh, of Miles's powers. I especially love the uh, the cin- the first time they introduced it. It was, it was during a cinematic, and uh, Miles is trying to save Peter from from the Rhino. So it it came at a really cool time as well. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, this seems like you know it's the it's the Miles thing. You want to have the really cool, um, strong Venom, um, Venom Slam, Venom Attack. Um, and my 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 experience with it came more from uh, the Ultimate Alliance game, where kind of the variation is that he would kind of like 
go forward with a punch. And the cool thing about it is that was a game that was about building synergies and comboing with other characters. But Miles yes. was able to synergize with himself. He could um, set a <laughs> bunch of electrowebs on the ground, and then he'd do his Venom Strike. Um, and if that AOE attack happened within his webs that were already there, you're getting the synergy bonus with one character. And nice. yeah, that just <laughs> that just made Miles like so fun to use. Um, and so that's uh, that's that's pretty highly ranked for me. I don't know how it works in um, the Insomniac game, but from from that experience in Ultimate Alliance, I think I'm going to give it um, I'm going to give it amazing because of its utility there. All right, Lewis. I think this has to go straight in iconic for me personally because. Okay. It, the amount of times this got me out of a hairy situation. Oh my goodness me. This move <laughs> is so good. You, I, I think this is one of those things where um, obviously Miles is a fairly new character to comic books, in at least in comparison to Peter. So there's been a lot more games. Oh, there's been a lot more games uh, from Peter's perspective before Miles was even created. But then since Miles has come in, and obviously now Miles is starting to get games along with peter he's in ultimate alliance he's in marvel spider-man he's even got his own game we're going to see him a bunch more in games in the future i think this is one of those abilities as they start to figure out like how they sh should handle miles's abilities gameplay wise i think this is one of the abilities that will stick around like we said with the with the swing and throw i think this is one of those abilities that i think if you disinclude from miles morales in his gameplay is 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 sacrilege i think this has to go into a miles morales uh gameplay mechanic i think if you have miles morales in your game this has to be an ability and for and and because i think i couldn't play as miles without this ability because it's so crucial to how i play as miles and so i think personally for me i think it has to go in iconic it's such a good move and it's such a big part of his gameplay this is uh this is one of those moves that it's its introduction was just really cool. Like just watching it was just like, you know, telling the Rhino to step off and then laying him out was just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, for me, this ability did get me out of a few jams. Like, especially if I was overwhelmed and I didn't know what was going on, I would let loose with a Venom Smash partially because if anyone was in the way, they were gonna get hurt. And then two, sometimes, sometimes I needed the camera reoriented and it was good at doing that. And so um, it wasn't a move that I used a lot. For me, it was a very useful move whenever I did use it. So for me, it goes into the amazing tier. It's not quite iconic, but for me, this next one is. This is the Venom Jump. Okay. This one, someone had to, ex like, I, I was not using this move for a very long time. And then someone basically said, try these suit and visor mods, and then use the Venom Jump. What he does is that if you are in a certain AoE of Miles, if you're within a certain distance of him, he basically, basically flares out a bunch of um, bioelectricity, Venom, you know, and he jumps up into the air, and if you're caught in that flare-up of venom, you come up there with him, and you're Ooh. suddenly charged. You're 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 basically uh, you're charged with bioelectricity. 
at that point when you're in the air at uh, at a certain point um you're you're free to start attacking them they fall slower they stay up in the air a little bit longer and then um if you can if you have the ability to kind of one hit kill them you can take out three or four guys with one venom jump and then just finish them off in the air this move has saved my bacon i can't tell you how many times in that game and i think after doing it and finding out how to use the the suit and visor mods to to enhance it this just made it my my move whenever i i was i was playing miles i would just i would go in to a crowd of people trying to beat me up and get get catch as many people in the radius as possible so that i could just jump them up into the air and then just start wailing on them i love this move what do you guys think about it in combat yo miles like you got you got the air combos when are you gonna come into the marvel versus capcom games my friend uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like this this sounds amazing i was doing my research for this episode and i was looking at some of the moves in the um insomniac games and i just kind of saw the move list and i saw i saw this move and my my original thought of it was okay it's an it's an aoe jump attack and i guess i just like go webs it to someone after i do that um but if you bring everyone around you into the air with you that's a game changer i even saw moves where he was able to chain lightning between people right mm -hmm. so yeah you, you you do this you you pop everyone into the air and then you start doing some of the other venom things and i saw like he seems to be very focused on charging up that venom meter and doing wild yes. absurd things with this this seems like the thing that kind of facilitates his um his gameplay style a lot if you've got the right toolkit for it um man but like is it is it iconic right like i have to i have to think of it along the lines of like do i envision miles fighting people by charging up and then jumping into the air <laughs> right how much how much of the cool if you factor... watch me play you will <laughs> <laughs> like there, there's rule of cool here but there's also like like is this how the character like when miles finds Was himself intended. being the, yeah. the competent superhero that he's going to grow into being is his fighting strategy going to be jumping into a circle of people and then <laughs> up and jumping into the sky. And I can't say that that is. So it's got to, it's, it's as a gameplay mechanic, as a lover of aerial combos and just leaving my enemies in a, in a, in a position where I'm in charge and they can't do anything. Amazing. <laughs> Iconic. I just, this doesn't feel like the way that like a superhero, like I, I don't think I would feel like the kind of flow that I would like to feel from a Spider-Man. Okay. Lewis. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Venom Punch is iconic because I, I feel that's Miles' um, thing. signature. <laughs> it's his thing. Okay. Like, But for, for me, this one goes in amazing because it's a great move to use in combat. Proper useful for aerial combat and, 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 and just combos in general. And being able to whip this out in the middle of a sticky situation is also great. Um especially at the end of near, near towards the end of marvel spider-man 2 when you're against all the symbiote hordes and they're really really powerful like the symbiotes at the end of marvel spider-man 2 towards the end of the game so powerful 
Good and God. Yes. <laughs> crowds of them. This move comes in clutch for things like that. But yeah, I think it's not iconic, but it's amazing. I think the Venom punches, but for this, for me, for me, it isn't. I do agree. It is an A tier. I think in amazing. Okay. All right. I, uh, and again, perfectly willing to cop to, to, to being uh, a bit biased here just because I freaking loved that, that combo so much. And it was, it, it, when I started using it with the, with the modifications that I had, like I was, I was still having fun playing as Spider-Man, like, you know, just, just playing the game as Spider-Man. But with this, like, I started having a lot of fun playing as Miles. And, and for me, that, that did a whole lot to, to, to change the game quite literally. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> but yes, no, I, I think, I think, an, I think Amazing is a perfectly uh, fine rating for that ability as well. Now we're going to go back to 2018 and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to rate some of the, gadgets that peter employed in spider-man uh 2018 the first of which is the trip mine now the way the trip mine work you kind of you kind of saw an example of it in spider-man homecoming when um peter basically shot a web out somewhere and as a as a dude was like running at him like when he crossed the the motion sensor on the mine web just shot out and pinned him to the wall essentially so the way trip mines work is you, you know, you shoot them and then when your foes come in close enough proximity of them, they basically get webbed up and unable to move. One of my favorite uses of trip mines is to shoot them at an enemy so it sticks to the enemy. And if they're close enough to another enemy, you'll just web them both up at the same time. Um, I, I feel like I feel like this is one of those gadgets that I could see Peter coming up with just to be like, you know, hey, I I'm a I'm a maker-minded guy. I can I can invent ways to use webs that will uh you know make fighting crime a little bit easier for me. And uh I, this this one is a favorite of mine. Um what do you what do you guys think of the trip mine? In, in action or concept. I'm going to be a bit biased probably when it comes to gadgets. Uh, okay. And it, it's mostly because of, of the flavor of Spider-Man. Um, and I, I, I think more and more in media, um, they're leaning towards that tech scientist end of him. Um, but, you know, my growing up experience with Spider-Man, probably the most high-tech gadget he would have was his web shooter. Um, and maybe if he came into combat with something that was uh, more techy, it was for it was for the foes that he needed that extra edge for, right? Mm -hmm. Like your rhinos and, um, you know, anyone way physically uh, above him or somebody else with tech like Doc Ock, he might need to come up with something to even the odds up a little bit. Um, and so seeing seeing tech use a lot in the insomnia games for like the general like combat is it's just one of those things that's kind of odd to me um and i just i don't know i don't quite get into the idea of spider-man also having like a little trip mine that he can use um to fight the enemies with and so um not having really experienced it i may have like this bias against like 
Spider-Man becoming more Iron Man more and more every day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna this one this one especially uh, probably goes meh for me. Uh, the other ones might be more interesting, uh, but yeah, that's where it is. For okay, me. all right, Lewis. For me, um, I, I do agree uh, wholeheartedly. I'm more like I I've I grew up with the with a more uh, with a more tech based Spider Man, so maybe that's why I'm a little bit more lenient on it. Like the Dan Slot kind of era, um, maybe the MCU was coming out when I was like. Um, a teenager so i've kind of been exposed to that for a majority of my life and i grew up with the raimi film so it wasn't there but it also was there so i i was more a little bit maybe more accepting of the fact that spider-man's a bit more techie but also on the same side i completely understand like it, it does take something it does take something special away from the character himself like him having these powers and like him being able to shoot webs and swing from them and climb walls and stuff. So I completely understand that. But for me, that's, I do draw the line with the tech. I think it got a little bit out of hand in Marvel Spider-Man two, but Marvel Spider-Man one was kind of tapering on that edge. But this one for me, this web mine, it's got to be in amazing. It can't be iconic because it's not iconic for the reasons we just talked about. Um, like it's that's not really what spider-man's about but it was so good in the game like for stealth missions attaching this to a wall and just watching enemies walk past and then get zipped up like this was great and you could use it twice and then you had to wait for it to reload while you did other stuff maybe right. you know stealthily took out a guy and then web web bulleted something and then a, a, you know a sound went off and a guy went over and then you could put another trip mine there once it loaded back in like it was such a good tool to use in stealth missions and i'm so mad they took it out of the second game it's i can't believe they took it out i'm so annoyed it's amazing for yeah me, but yeah i i i mean like they added new stuff and and yeah i i uh, some of the new stuff is really cool but some of the some of this older tech i'm just like why'd you take that away it was these were fun toys to have in the arsenal so yeah um for me this one is uh this one is a lot of fun it's one that i did not use terribly often but whenever i did use it it was a lot of fun to like shoot it out there and then either watch someone walk into it or and this happened very rarely with me if you're in the middle of a fight you're being overwhelmed by mobs you just shoot one of these out like you can shoot it on the floor in front of you or something and then just go back to fighting and then like during the fight another another goon just gets taken out simply because they they they, they tripped over it or something um it sounds it's, an awful it's a, lot like the explosive gel in the arkham knights games yes yes and i think that's a va very valid comparison because the uh 2018 spider-man game was very it played very much like the arkham series of uh batman games so i i think that is a very valid um uh comparison um but yeah it was it was it was fun for me this is uh this this one goes into the excellent category um it it sleeps where it sleeps where it falls right there so um a lot of fun um and i and i like them as an expression of peter's ingenuity you know um you know, I guess if if we wanted to dive into gameplay reasons why, it's like, well, okay, Miles has got his Venom stuff. Peter can have his, you know, inventions. Although, 
in Spider-Man 2, they even, like, even that became a different thing because the gadgets were then shared between the Spider-Men. Uh, Miles had his Venom abilities, and then Peter got, like, the, the Venom slash anti-Venom abilities. So, um, you know, they, they had to, they, they had to, they had to shift things around, which I thought was interesting, but... I do, I do kind of miss the way things were in the in the 2018 game, I, I, I will admit. So, I all right. Agree. Next one up is called impact webbing. So you remember how with the uh, regular webbing, you had the pew pew webbing, you know, you had to you had to hit them several times in order to gum them up. Trip or uh, I'm sorry, impact webbing was very different. It's like basically a kind of like a kind of like a shotgun shell of of webbing and you could basically take down brutes with one hit with impact webbing it was like if you get hit with impact webbing you are getting webbed up and if if you get thrown into a wall because of the impact webbing you're not getting up essentially um this one i mean again it's it, it was another one of those abilities i could see being a useful modification of the web shooter then I could see Peter kind of like, yeah, I could tweak it so that it'll do this thing, and then boom, brutes aren't as big a problem anymore. Uh, what do you guys think? Impact webbing, uh, action or concept? I'll have to start off with a question, and mm -hmm. that is, does Miles also get this ability? Uh, Miles in the second doesn't... game, he should do, doesn't he? Or no? Or did he not have the impact webbing in Marvel Spider-Man 2? He doesn't in his game, but... He doesn't in his game. I don't think the impact webbing was in spider-man okay so, so I, don't, I'm, I'm, I don't yeah i'm digging this a lot more then uh because this is one of those things that i feel would make a good distinction between peter and miles um especially using that techie end of it to have peter come up with another way to use his web shooters that show off his ingenuity and maybe maybe in a way that like miles probably doesn't even know how to like function that properly in order to get this so you get something that's a little different for peter but it's also the way that web shooting at enemies works in my mind that i do the <laughs> thing and you get stuck and i don't have to worry about that enemy for a while or i don't have to worry about whatever it is that i was just trying to get out of my way for now um right. and, and from that aspect of it being it can be very it can be more character focused and it it accurately portrays the web shooting uh that's gonna that's gonna go to I iconic for me this this feels okay spider-man okay all right lewis that's fair enough that's fair enough yeah uh i i guess it it kind of incorporates to what you were saying earlier as well about how instead of just shooting multiple times to kind of have some effect it's kind of a, a like a one-off like i'm gonna shoot you and it's gonna do something considerable right there and then Right. Um, and for me, it's in B. Um, I don't. I, for me, it wasn't anything special that I used in the game, but I, I definitely see it. It's it's a good it's a good thing. It's a good uh, piece of tech to use. It's one of the gadgets that I think, for me personally, didn't cross that line of it's too techy and it does work for Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. As you were saying earlier, you can you can imagine Peter would, you know, change his web shooters slightly to maybe right. uh, have yeah. more webs. Uh, you know um but yeah i think it goes in b for me but yeah it's a, okay. it's a good 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 gadget okay and uh i i seem to be kind of right in the middle it was one of those abilities that i used 
fairly regularly. Again, it had it had a very good use. You could use it on brutes, knock them out, uh, sometimes in one hit, and um, you know it was uh, it it was fun. And and Isaiah, to your point about about it doing what the web shooter like should do, like yes, uh, you're you're completely right there. Um, the biggest con with this ability is that kind of like the trip mines, you only had like a few before you ran out and had to wait for more. So, but, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's part of the strategy. Like Peter has like seven or eight different gadgets in that game. And so like, if you wanted to just switch between gadgets all the time, you, you could, and you could, you could actually put up a pretty good fight if you only wanted to use gadgets. I would probably drive myself insane trying to do that. But like, there are gamers out there who will do that. And, you know, I've, I've seen some footage of it. It's quite a sight to behold, actually. So someone needs to start a new game plus and do that. The Oh God, the gadget, <laughs> the gadget challenge. <laughs> no, no regular web shot, just gadgets. Just gadgets. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh God. I, oh, wow. I, I don't know if that could be done. It would be really cool if it could though. You're not even allowed All to right. web swing anywhere. You got to like walk everywhere. Oh, I'm not paying for that. They'd be using the fast travel a lot more. <laughs> Time for the subways, you know? All right. Final gadget is the electric web. All right. I understand how this one could probably be a little out there for people. Uh, but hear me out. Um, this one was really nice for those foes that just gave you a whole lot of trouble i'm talking like i mean forget about brutes brutes would e easily be taken out by impact webbing um to to say nothing of the electric webs i'm, I'm talking about like your your armor wearing dudes like uh dudes with shields were immune to them unless you could get behind them but like but the nice thing about the electric web is that it was basically chain lightning. If you threw that into a group, or if you hit someone who was in a group of people with that, suddenly the entire group is getting shocked and taking damage. Um, it's really good for crowd management and a lot of fun. And you could you could even get this effect without using the electric webs. Sometimes if you grabbed an electrical appliance and threw it into a group of people, you would have like the same basic thing happen. Um, but the electric web was kind of Peter's like own arsenal of, of that whenever he needed. It was also used um, in other game mechanics and for instance, to like power um, like fuse boxes and stuff like that when he needed to. Um, so it, it had, it, it, it had more than just combat applications. But uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? This is the most gamey game thing that's ever gamed. <laughs> like, what what I'm feeling is like the first time I played Luigi's Mansion and I've got my vacuum cleaner and I'm going around and then I get this power up that's a fire medallion and now my vacuum cleaner shoots out fire. And then later on, it shoots out water and ice, right? That This is what this feels like to me, is that, okay. is that they came upon some gameplay situations that they wrote around um, that's like, well, they're like armored enemies now, and there are like electric things that Spider-Man has to deal with. Okay, let's do the game thing and introduce um, 
you know, an element mechanic, <laughs> right? I, I, I kind of feel um, if I wanted to have electric AOE attacks, I'll pick Miles. And so this this goes meh for me. <laughs> this is technically in the era pre-Miles, just so you this know. Is pre, well, I mean, it also just seems very, very gamey. I mean, the same way okay. that I feel about an Arkham Knight Batman got ice gloves, right? It just seems like the game thing to do that, like, we don't know how to logically deal with this situation, so now we go Final Fantasy Elements. Was that was that <laughs> Arkham Knight or was that Arkham Origins? Uh, I think it was City. City. It was Arkham City that he got it. Okay. It's been forever since I've played those games. So okay. All right. But no, no, you're you're you you make a good point. You make a good point. Uh Lewis? Yeah, I gotta agree. This one's gotta go for D for me. Uh for two reasons. Number one, this is where I draw the line with Spider-Man Tech. Like I Peter Parker adjusting his web shooters. Maybe making a trip mine, I can sort of get behind that because he'd, he'd sort of know how to maybe do a sensor thing with the web. Like, I get that. This, I don't... No, I don't think Peter would have any funds for this. I think this is pushing it a little bit too far, especially since he gets evicted in the game. <laughs> how does this oh, man... yeah. He can't afford this. <laughs> how does this man make... Like, forget the costume... This, like, <laughs> I would so, point out if we want to, if we want to go the route of verisimilitude, I would point out that the the whole of Spider Man Two, there is no way that those two can afford the upgrades that that they have on on their costumes. Right? Does Miles like, even work? He's a college uh, student. Yeah, he's a college student, and Peter is yeah. between jobs at this point. Like, and that was a question that I asked during the gameplay. I'm like, are these guys being bankrolled by Tony Stark? Like, like, what is going on here? You know, but um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, there's, there's, there's a bit of salt that we have to take this with, um, but, in terms because because a lot of this stuff is going to kind of stretch that that belief, though. You know, like, yes. Uh, uh, how, how did he develop the web shooters in the first place if he's unemployed? That that's that's gonna that's gonna take some tech and some funding too, you know. Hey, so. I imagine that like he he used the cheapest things he could get, and we don't know what it's made out of, right? It's a proprietary solution. It's probably made out of chemicals you can find under the sink at home. The web fluid, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, MP it, it, it probably it probably is. But the second reason, though, I think also. I think mm -hmm. if we're going to judge these abilities off, are they iconic enough to be where you know they're going to be used in future games? This is one of the ones where it's like, it's been made so redundant because if I want an electrical ability, like Isaiah was saying, I'm going to use Miles Morales. I ain't going to look in Peter Parker's direction. So it, it's like, it's been made so redundant. I think story-wise, it didn't make much sense. I mean, to be fair, no, most of his gadgets didn't, but this was pushing it for me. Spider-Man. So I think all that together, I think in D. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, this was a fun ability to use. It was not as fun as, say, the trip mines or the uh, impact webbing. Um, I feel like I, 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 I've, for me, it goes, it's C tier. I'm, I'm going to go just a little bit above that because it's one of those things where I could I I could see Peter doing this as a modification for 
if if for nothing else, the non-combat parts of the story where it's like, you know, I run into a place where I need to use power and he doesn't have miles with him. And it's just like, I, I could see him trying to science a solution out of that. Um, you know, and, and, and he, you know, it, it does stretch the limits of verisimilitude. I, I, I will acknowledge that. Um, but we, we did see taser webs in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Of course, you know, he had Tony Stark. Funded by Tony there. Stark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, so, so I, I, I acknowledge your points. Um, I, I think that if this were pre-2020, um, that that you guys that you guys might have a slightly different perspective then because then miles abilities wouldn't be around to compare this to so um and that's fair enough yeah. that's fair enough yeah i would probably still think it's super gamey <laughs> and and you know what <laughs> yes i i agree it, it is very gamey um and uh yeah i i think your point stands okay we got two more abilities left now these abilities are from older games the first one, did you guys play Spider-Man Web of Shadows? Oh, loved it. Loved it. Loved okay. it. My favorite. Before Insomniac, my favorite Spider-Man game of all time. Okay. Uh, uh, Isaiah? I did not. Okay. All right. So Spider-Man Web of Shadows was probably my spy, uh, my favorite Spider-Man game when it came out. Um, one of the things I loved about it, was that it was on the Wii, and so I could use the motion controls to try to web swing, which, you know, I mean, that was fun. They were messed up. The motion controls were messed up. But, you know, they were trying. It was, it was something <laughs> new, and, and I appreciated that. Um, but the interesting thing about Web of Shadows is that Spider-Man gets the symbiote suit back, and Venom has just gone nuts. Uh, he has infected people with these kind of symbiote parasites, and it's basically kind of like a zombie movie. It's kind of like a Spider-Man zombie video game, you know. Um, but he gets the symbiote back to, to help him combat these things, which causes some narrative issues between him and Mary Jane, for instance, and things like that. But one of the cool things about it was that you could be in the middle of a combo and you could switch on a dime. You could switch the suit on a dime. You didn't have to go into another screen and choose it. You just hit a certain button. And the symbiote suit would give you an entirely different set of moves. And so you can really kind of vary up your combo and do a lot of really interesting things with um, that ability. And so... Um, having, and, and it's been probably a good decade since I've played this game, but like, I just remember like, and Venom is again, he, he is, he's okay. He's not my favorite Spider-Man villain, but like, it is ridiculous sometimes how good it feels to either one play Venom or two use some of the very kind of smooth, like transition of abilities that you get by being able to switch from one suit to the next like that. It was it was pretty pretty amazing. I don't know. What do you guys think about this ability in, in action or concept? So I am a huge fan of um, games developed by Platinum Studios. Your your Bayonetta's, your Astral Chain, or anything from that um, 
kind of from that lineage of game making from um, Hideki Kamiya. So like Devil May Cry. Um, being able to kind of switch my, my, my toolkit, my weapons on the fly, extremely fun. Um, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, my favorite mechanic was, was the switch skill where I could kind of switch out um, very specific parts of my toolkit on the fly. Um, and that, that, is, that is a lot less um, than what something like this does. Something like the Bayonetta changing my weapon mid-combat, Devil May Cry doing the same kind of thing, right? And just like the fluidity that all of those different types of options give you in combat and expressiveness, it just makes the combat part of a game fulfilling. And yeah, just extremely fun. So I haven't played this game, but hearing that I can switch between a, a, a Spider-Man style combat and a Venom style combat on the fly and just thinking about what that means for combat and mid combo, I could start off something where I'm very agile and then change in the middle of it to come go for some big finisher, or I may have fast, fluid enemies on the screen, but also like a really big guy. So I'm going to switch to Spider-Man style to kind of deal with all of these small guys and then swap things around and hit the big guy really hard. That is cool. That is great. Um, I'm not going to say iconic. This doesn't sound like the type of thing that needs to be in every single Spider-Man game, but when you're... Uh, when your game is centered around that, it's amazing. Uh, and I hope that it came off amazing in, in, in this game. Um, Lou says it was his, one of his favorite Spider-Man games. You're giving it high praise. So I'm assuming that they, they, they played this off very well. All right. And Lewis? Yeah, it was a, it's a fantastic game because this is one of the main reasons why I loved it um, when I was growing up. Because this was like, this was the... Like you could play all the Spider-Man games at the time. It was, you know, Spider-Man Edge of Time, Shattered Dimensions, the old uh, NeverSoft game, and the, and and the, and you know the movie tie-in games. But this was the one game that stood out from the rest for me because it allowed you to do this. And not only does it allow you to have everything we've just talked about in combat, but based on which suit you use the most in combat, it would send you down a different path in the story. And I think that's really really cool. So yes. it was like. If you were symbiote Spider-Man, you would be sent down like a, a, an evil take over the city black cat storyline and you'd kill Venom in the end. If you went down the, the, the good path, uh, you, you'd, you know, you'd get back with Mary Jane. The city would be saved. You save Eddie, Eddie Brock. No, Eddie Brock sacrifices himself. I'm pretty sure something like that. Uh, it's like a whole different ending and you could choose which ending you have. And I think that's really, really cool. And for me... I think this is a an ability that Spider-Man does in the comics, um, and, and it's, abil it's an ability that Spider-Man does in the TV shows, and many Spider-Man adaptations are renowned for doing this. He can just switch into the symbiote whenever he wants, and the fact that they built a whole game around that, just, I don't know, it just, my whole inner urge just went crazy. So for me, <laughs> it, it's it's iconic, because I feel like if you're going to do a symbiote, the symbiote story, I think you have to include this ability in some uh way uh in the game and they did in marvel spider-man 2 there's an ability where you can uh, once your power meter is full you can switch to the symbiote abilities on the fly um when you're after the game's finished should i say because obviously in the story it wouldn't make much sense but after the game's finished 
they allow the ability to do this. Like if you're fighting and you need and you need a, a bit of something extra to finish the guys off, you can double tap double tap the joysticks, uh, and and you'll get a and you'll get the symbiote abilities, and they'll come in and they'll help you for a period of time, and then you'll go back. I just it's iconic for me personally. I just think it's such a good ability. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm I'm just gonna go back to it and say that Venom. He's, he's fine as a Spider-Man villain. I'm never going to get super excited about him, but l like those early stories were excellent. However, uh, this ability, honestly, is just so... It, it's smooth. I, I have never experienced that before or since in a Spider-Man game. And um, I would not be... I, I would not be remiss to, to see it again. I, I definitely, you know, and, and I mean, people love the black suit. People love the old classic suit. The ability to switch between them just like that, that just is, you know, I don't know. Uh, so for me, yeah, uh, this this goes up into, into Iconic just because um, having experienced it, it was just so ridiculously easy to do and it it made it it shook things up in such a way that it really kind of was just you know you you couldn't not do that in the game once once you had actually tried it out so i want to just mention as well um yeah. like even though this game is really really old if you like spider-man and you haven't played this game i'd still recommend trying to play it somehow like oh, yeah. i get that it might not be as fulfilling because it's not as fluid as the new games and it's like nowhere near as good in certain areas but like just for just for the fun i think it's only like 10 hours long as well so it's not that long just for the fun of experiencing the the, the fact that you can switch like i i think it's it's well worth playing it if if you okay. haven't played it yeah no uh good game um and in this day and age if you play it there's probably not going to be any motion controller options or anything. You'd be just be playing it on a standard controller. Um, and probably that's for the better at this point. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. All right. Final ability, guys. This one is probably the strangest one that I found. This one is from the PlayStation 1 Spider-Man game. This is the Web Cocoon. Now... Uh, this is this is one ability that I have never used and never experienced, but my understanding is that in the in the PlayStation game, he could uh, he could basically use a web cocoon and kind of stay in there for protection. And then at a certain point, he could like, I, I don't know, just explode it open and 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 uh, damage enemies with it. Again, this is one of the stranger ones that I've only read about, but I was like, this is too weird not to include. I must I must see what you guys think of it. So, uh, thoughts? Can we add an F tier? <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Whoa. I've, I've, I've played wow. this game ages ago, and I don't recall ever using this move. Um but I mean, it did exist, I, right? Yeah. And, and okay, cool, okay. you'll have a big explosion thing afterwards. But like, what am I getting out of sitting around in a cocoon for a few seconds? <laughs> um, when I could be actively engaged in combat. Um, right. 
and it's like i get it like i i don't recall combat being great in those games um but hiding behind a shield um and doing nothing for a bit until until you trigger it just not compelling gameplay not a compelling ability um and not something i would imagine from from spider-man like if spider-man's gonna do a cocoon um it's gonna be something that he cannot dodge right and it's something that his webs are going to also be able to withstand um somehow right like i would only imagine maybe some sort of um comic book laser beam or something would be but even <laughs> then you got to take the time to make the cocoon when he could yeah. be running away uh, <laughs> so it's just it's a weird ability and i'm not a fan of um of things that make me passive for too long i mean like shield abilities in games can be pretty cool um messing around with uh one of the shield weapons in bayonetta 3 right now and it's got like you can charge up things and she blocks as she's charging and so i'm actively doing something while i'm blocking um right. but you're not you're not really actively participating in combat with hiding inside of a cocoon it's not cool it's not fun it's not exciting this is not great okay all right lewis that's fair enough um for me, it is memorable only because I think the Neversoft game, the first one, obviously was limited to... Um, when did it come out? 1999, I believe. It was 99 or 2000, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was obviously very limited to what it could do with Spider-Man in that kind of, you know, era of video games. I'm not... Re I, don't, I don't play many video games, so I'm not really too uh, big on, like, I don't really know how they developed, but I assume it was at a time where what they did in the in the game was kind of the limit they were at at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So this ability, I remember, I remember in the game actually, it was something that I think um, when you did come up against a, a crowd of symbiotes, it allowed you to just like be, you know, it can't like, regain uh, regain a bit of, you know, I don't know uh, what you call it, like. Uh, you kind of get 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 yourself back on your feet, rethink a little bit tactically, and then explode, and then the symbiotes will take a bit of damage or whatever. It's not it's not the best move ever. I just thought it, for the game for what it had, um, there wasn't many moves or combos. It was all kind of same. So I think it was some it was something a little bit different. So for me, it's memorable. Um, whenever I think of I think of the web shield, I always think of the Neversoft game. Um, I don't think it's been used since. So yeah it's memorable mm -hmm. i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's d quite for me but i think it's it's not any higher than c definitely not well um this is this is the only ability that i am judging that i have never actually used so um and and on paper this was a very strange ability i was just like what like i could see like there's been media where spider-man is you know sculpted his webs into like shields and swords and things i mean mostly you know cartoons and stuff like that but but like um like a cocoon i could i could kind of sort of see him doing and i'm just gonna go ahead and set aside the kind of le the logistics of how the heck you you actually do that but um is that a bird yes there's a bird here as well <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I was, like, I was like, what 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 was that? Okay. Um 
Let me see. I'm sorry. That. <laughs> yeah, she's going. I think. Yeah, my roommates are here. That's why she's tripping. They just. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, we can we can we can maybe take a sidebar for a moment then. <laughs> but yeah, this is just an ability that I was just kind of like, what is this? And and um, you know, I could I could see him doing it under certain conditions and everything. I think where it really loses me is the I'm gonna explode this apart and the shrapnel is going to damage people. I I'm just sitting here wondering how that works exactly. You know, um, I uh, I don't know. It, it it's kind of one of those things. It, like I'm reluctant to give it a meh rating because it is again an ability that I haven't actually used, and maybe I'll use it and I'll be like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and just give it a C tier for memorable, and hopefully we can just kind of uh, leave it there. But um, you know, everyone's points about each and every one of these abilities uh, is absolutely valid, and I feel like it's a good thing that uh, uh, it's it, it's it's always good to kind of like share our perspectives about these things and, and how they make us feel and why we might feel the way about them that we do. So, all right. So let me just see. This may take a moment. I'm going to go through the final tier list that uh, that that we came up with. Uh, again, guys, I'm cognizant that Isaiah and Lewis will probably have slightly different tier lists than I would. Um, but uh, at least for, for the one that we've um, kind of come together and the, that I've kind of put my final stamp on, up in the iconic S tier, we've got the we've got the web swing, we have got the uh, the yank and throw mechanic, and then we've got the symbiote instant change. For the amazing tier, we have payback, we have the venom smash, the venom jump, and I believe that's impact webbing right there. In the B tier for excellent, we have the web zip, we have the weapon yank and then we have the trip mine and then finally rounding things out in the c tier we have the web bullets slash web projectiles we have the venom dash we have the electric webs and we have the web cocoon uh guys do you do you have any final thoughts on this list i realize this is an incomplete listing of spider-man's moves and abilities and that is partially by design but i mean i only had 14 on here and i know we've spent at least an hour talking about it which is part of the reason that i'm just like yes you know this is why i chose so few and this is all also why i would like to do another such segment at some point in the future but uh any any final thoughts did you guys have a good time with this what what uh what were your what are your assessments yeah, I had, a, I had a good time with this. Um, I especially had fun kind of, uh, you know, seeing some of these abilities that I haven't messed around with at all because I haven't played the Insomniac games and they are on my radar um, and and that they are getting closer and closer on my radar now the more um, I, I look at the, these things. Um, but coming at it from a different perspective and hearing what you guys have to say um, was really fun. All right, Lewis? Yeah, just 100% agree. It's been fun to hear different takes on them. Uh, I definitely, um, 
look, I definitely saw things from uh, a different perspective or two on some of like the 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 like approaching it from a more uh, gameplay uh, side of things. Especially Isaiah made a very a, f a few very good points about how how you know maybe it's um, not the best gameplay wise potentially. And uh, yeah, definitely some uh, some good 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 talks. All right. Okay. Well. Um... Well, that, uh, that closes out our tier listing. And I just want to say thanks again to Lewis and Isaiah for taking part in today's tier list. Um, and let's see, we've, we've more or less gotten the parting thoughts out of the way. Uh, do you, uh, Lewis, do you have any new content uh, coming down the pipeline for your channel? Uh, nothing out of, the usual, out of the unusual, just keep making spider-man videos currently working on a new podcast though actually uh which is completely unrelated to spider-man it's a it's a sport thing a formula one podcast um oh, okay uh getting started on that i know it's getting quite big in the states now so me and my friend who have always kind of been interested in we're like okay well maybe this is like the best time to hop on the content for it so that's something a little side project i'm starting up at the moment but apart from that yeah it's just cracking on as usual you're gonna get it on those well, challenge runs too right Oh, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> You'll be seeing me playing those games, uh, doing the challenge runs in the in the coming years, because it would take me years to complete them. Well, that's excellent, and uh, I, 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 wish you, I wish you all the best with that. Uh, hopefully, I'll still have, you know, some access to you for this podcast, but, uh, you know, if you, you get busy, I, I understand, so, you know. All right, and... Um, uh, Isaiah, I want to I want to thank you again for being yeah, here. You. This is uh, I think this is this is what this is your second appearance on the podcast. So, yes. um, uh, do you uh, do you do you have any do you have any final thoughts before we uh, go on to the next segment or? No, uh, this was fun. I, I would definitely like to show up for round two of this. Okay. All right. Uh, anything new coming out from your webcomic endeavors? Yeah, so uh, my webcomic, Trantle Town, uh, it's about this kind of shy and awkward vampire boy and his best friend that's a slayer and the adventures that they go on, um, did conclude, but I am currently doing some print-exclusive stories for it right now because I'm launching a Kickstarter uh, for the Omnibus Collection. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be pushing the start button on that fairly soon uh, at the beginning of February. So be on the lookout for that. You can check me out um, at uh, ibrusard on both um on twitter facebook i Art art on twitter facebook and uh instagram or my um website brasscomics.com uh and yeah you you'll be able to stay posted on the kickstarter when that launches all right well cool um best of luck with that i hope it does well and i'll uh i'll uh, make sure to put links to your social media and to brass comics in the uh in the live stream description and the show notes. So, all right. Well, many thanks to our live stream audience for their input and participation. Uh, remember to save and send your tier lists to my Discord server to the Webline tier list channel. Discord invite is on my YouTube channel banner. Uh, show notes and live stream description and may have appeared during the show's live stream. I don't know if it did this time around. Thank you for listening. And now let's move on to the web spinners recommendations.
for this week's Web Spinner's recommendation, I would like to recommend the movie Jurassic Park. This movie, which is from, what, 1993, I think? 1993 or 1994? This is a classic movie that I only recently watched for the first time. And as someone who was a teenager when this movie came out, I have told people that I haven't seen it and their jaws would hit the floor. I finally sat down and watched it. I actually have done a live streamed reaction, which you can find on my YouTube channel. So if you want to do it in watch long format, you will get to watch me reacting to the entire movie. It was a lot of fun. I, I knew enough about Jurassic Park to understand its cultural impact. I was aware of several memes that had come out of Jurassic Park. There were a few that I saw in the movie that I hadn't connected to the movie. Um, like when uh, when Wayne Knight's character is pointing around going, ah, this see, no one cares. Like that, that meme is in Jurassic Park. I, I didn't know that. So needless to say, I got a lot of I got a lot of fun and entertainment from watching this movie where you know, this this dinosaur park is on the verge of being opened and the kind of adventures and misadventures of the crowd of uh, anthropologists, archaeologists, and uh, people just trying to run the park and make a buck uh, when a lot of things go wrong and the dinosaurs get loose. A uh, great deal of fun. I'm sure many people have seen it, but until recently, I had not... And if you haven't seen it, I think you're doing yourself a big favor by going ahead and watching it. Lewis, do you have any media recommendations this week for my listeners to read, watch, play, or listen to? Um, I'm going to be very, very boring um, because I'm not really watching or reading anything that I'm like, that blows me away at the moment, but I'm going to go and recommend okay. Ultimate Spider-Man issue one only because, well, it's on topic, I guess. Um, Dude, no. Yeah. That's an, ep that's an excellent recommendation actually. <laughs> only because have... this year, yeah. no, I was just going to say like, you know, this year it's, it's you know, Spider-Man comics, as people know, haven't been the greatest over the last couple of years. And, and if you haven't read them, I don't blame you, but this year is the year. Ultimate Spider-Man is the start of something great. I believe in it. We've also obviously got Greg Wiseman writing Spectacular Spider-Men coming in March as well. Yep. Which, mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm on a, an episode around March time, if I'm ever making <laughs> another appearance, I will definitely recommend that as well. Uh, but there, um, like, it, it, you know, it's that's going to be great. So yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man issue one. If you want to get back on Spider-Man comics, or if you've never read them before, this is a great place to start. It's a great place to jump in, and it's actually really good. It started good, and it's probably going to be good for the rest of the that, series. That, yeah, that first issue, by the end, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I um, I don't want to go into spoilers. I did have one reservation about it, which uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about it in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, no, overall, loved it. Great. I want more, you know, so. All right. Isaiah? Do you have any media to recommend this week for my listeners to read, watch, play, or listen to? Yeah, I'm going to recommend the sports manga Dogs Red. Um, ever since Haikyuu ended, I've, I've been looking for a good sports series to kind of get into because it's, uh, you know, I love a good battle shonen manga. 
but it kind of gives uh-huh. you a different kind of feeling when you when when it that that kind of um, those tropes are taken into a sports direction. But Dogs Red is um, created by Satoru Noda, um, who is well known for his previous series Golden Kamui, which ended um, about a year or so ago. Um, and it's about a former figure skater who is now um, learning to play hockey. And what's really interesting, and I guess I have to also recommend reading uh, Golden Kamui, which, 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 they're two vastly different genres. But um, Dogs Red is a recreation of uh, Satoru Noda's very first series that actually got canceled before he did Golden Kamui, and then he got um, acclaimed for Golden Kamui and got a chance to um, redo Dogs Red. Um, and what's interesting about this re- recreation is that it actually takes place uh, in the same reality as Golden Kamui, uh, which is very strange because that's a very different genre. It's a historical period piece that takes place shortly after the um, the Russo-Japanese War um, and has to deal a lot with um, indigenous cultures between, um, between Japan and Russia. Um, and this race for gold and these criminals who have tattoos for it. And it's full of um, reverence for food, reverence for culture and poop jokes. Uh, and, to go, <laughs> <laughs> and to go for something that- that it's The um, trifecta right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it also has to do a lot with like trauma from, um, you know, being in war um, as well as like the, what happens to displaced cultures in war and going from, I I thought it was very, very interesting to go from um, that kind of series into a sports manga, but it takes place in the same region about 80 or so years ago in the future, uh, Dogs Red does. And what's really cool about it is that some of the characters are related to or outright, reincarnations of characters from golden kamui so part of the fun too is uh seeing some of these seeing some of these characters and seeing them recreated in this uh in this sports manga uh instead of this more serious uh action thriller and 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 um, what were they called again uh both of these mangas uh golden kamui and dogs red dogs red okay all right very cool it sounds very interesting i'm not much of a sports guy but i am interested in a a good like sports narrative as long as it's well told is is always something i can get into uh you know like i'm I'm a big fan of ted lasso which you know i I don't know a thing about soccer but gotta love that show so you know but okay well thank you guys for your recommendations and i believe that brings us close to the end of the show If you enjoyed this episode of The Webline, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on my YouTube channel, simply named Spidey Librarian, where I also maintain a playlist of all podcast episodes. 
The webline is also available on audio services, so when you see us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or another such service, please leave a review, rating, and where possible, follow us as well. You can find me on my socials under the name Spidey Librarian on Threads, Twitter slash X, or Twixter as I'm now calling it, Instagram, Facebook, WordPress, and Twitch. Finally, if you'd like to shoot me an email, you can contact me at spideylibrarian at gmail.com, where I'll be happy to hear your thoughts, rants, and ideas. You never know. Your email might be featured in an upcoming episode. Next Sunday, January 28th, we'll feature a retro review of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. My friends Aaron Garcia and Maynard will join me to discuss this controversial 2014 installment in the Andrew Garfield saga. How fondly do we remember this movie, and have our perceptions of it changed in the last few years? Join us next week on Sunday, January 28th, to find out. Thanks again to Lewis and Isaiah for joining me in this gaming tier list episode, and thank you for listening. Until the next episode, I'll be wishing you a good day.